Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at Armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Today's episode is sponsored by ChrisTaylorRacing.com. Welcome to Driven to Compete. I'm Kerry Rouse, and I travel to racetracks around the U.S., where I interview members of the racing community and share their stories as a form of inspiration for our community. I'm here with Peter Zeckert. Hi, how are you? How are you? I'm uh, Gary Rouse. Nice to meet you. Uh, Finally. I, I, yeah, I wish, I wish I was racing with you right now. So okay. I, well, I'll you race. can race tomorrow because there's a, well, there's room in the car. We'll just strap you in. Hey, okay. I'm along for the ride. That'd okay. be great. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I, I have raced B-Spec as well. Uh, last two years I raced mm -hmm. and I raced with Chris Taylor. Yeah. But you, you are right now B-Spec Racing, I know. Yes. Tell me uh, what's going on in your world right now for racing. Is it just B-Spec? For racing. I bought this B-Spec car two and a half weeks ago. Um, <laughs> took it to a, a Gateway PDE because I'm one of the instructors there and, and okay. help with their events. And I could run the car just to see if I fit in it. I'm 5'8", 165 pounds. And Dan was six two two twenty five, mm -hmm. so a little bit of difference. I just had to see if I could fit in the car. Yeah. Um, luckily, it's on C tracks, so him all the way back, me all the way forward, and that was basically the 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 first day out with it, just to see if I could get the belts long enough. And, yeah. 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 So it was good. Yep. And the, the car, these cars are. They're they're fine. Um, anybody in your audience or any racer who says, "Oh, I can't drive front wheel drive or I can't drive rear wheel drive," it's mental. Yeah. Any driver can tell when you're having front tire skid or rear tire skid. <laughs> yeah. So so. So tell me about um, the car itself. What, okay. Tell me a little bit about it. It's a 2010 Honda Fit. It's a deep, deep purple that they call Blackberry. Okay. So it does look. Black, if you look at it in the sunlight, it looks deep purple. I'm trying to think of a name for it, so I'm, I'm kind of maybe going with deep purple. Okay. Maybe, you know, with the with the music. So that you're going to, is that going to be the name of the car or just the I'm name of the color? I'm thinking of calling the, I'm trying to find a name for the car. Okay. okay. So it might be deep purple, it might be something else. But, All right. But it's a 2010 that I got from Dan Hardison mm -hmm. uh, in Ohio. Um, it was, he only raced a few races with it. It came out of Texas, and it was a, I believe it was a rebodied Daugherty car, David Daugherty yeah, car. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Okay. You know, so. He's going through a lot of, I, I interviewed yeah. him and his son earlier. Right. And, you know, he, 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 he tries out everything, right. you know? So. Which is the way to, way to do it. Yeah. He really likes the second generation fit. Now he's running a third later. Yeah. And I guess so. he had some trouble out there today. So. Yes. So how is everything going for you on the track this weekend? Um, 
fine learning experience trying to learn what to look for in in tires i did qualifying on eight session eight heat cycle tires and nine heat cycle tires and um, then started putting the worst ones on the back mm -hmm. um, so this session i ran this race with um, four to four cycle mm -hmm. tires was it any better? I don't yeah. I, yeah. I think as long as I had rubber on there, they were fine. <laughs> I, seriously. I, yeah. um, and because this car does a little bit of a front push, um, putting the older ones on the, on the back was fine. Yeah. 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 Well, <clears throat> so does this make race number two in the, in the car? No, this is my first race in the b-spec okay so this is race number you were one. just testing out the car at the other track yes that was just a tuesday high performance driving wow. experience so yeah this is my first wheel to wheel with the with the b-spec now i have an advantage we race with the gt lights ef and h production cars so i know all of those cars and when a car would show up on my mirror i knew a little bit about what to expect. And, a little bit, and about you know about the driver in the right. Yeah, yeah, about the driver in the car and how quickly they can yeah. just get past us. Yeah, you know, going from one to three at Road America, um, those cars are just boom, gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, tell me, what did you race before this? I have raced many GT Light, GT Ford, GT Five since the early 1980s okay yeah. and then what why did you why are you not doing it now um right now in in gt light i have i run little engines 1.3 liters the most of the rest of the field runs 1.6 and 1.8 engines with restrictors my car is at a disadvantage at VIR, and, and we're going to do Road America for two more years after that for runoffs. And after deciding that my car, my engine wasn't going to be competitive, my car's fantastically competitive, I was like, nope, I'm going to take the season off, and I'm just going to run vintage races, and I'm just going to instruct and mm -hmm. goof off. Yep. And then what did I do? A week or so later, I answered an ad for that B-Spec. Because I'd been watching the ad, yeah. and I was like, there's a lot of parts with that car. So, so uh, what do you think so far about B-Spec? Um, it's, it's a race class, and the good thing about it is there's lots of people to, to race with. Yeah, yeah. So that's its, that's its thing. So is, and, and it's easy, and it's easy. You know, I turn the key, I bleed brakes, I... Put tires on. I put fuel in it. I had to put a lot of ballast in the right rear corner because I'm way lighter than Dan uh -huh. was. Yeah. But other than that, you know, I, I've been bored enough that, you know, last evening I went to the grocery store. You know, <laughs> I had time. Is is that um, is that not necessarily true for the other classes? Is there no, a lot my, of work? My GT light car, because I'm at the pointy end of the field yep. with it. I work on it morning till night, on the setup, on the tires, on the chassis, on the engine maintenance, mm -hmm. making sure. And when I'm not working on it, I'm underneath 
checking things over. Yeah. So, it, being a one-man show, B-Spec is really easy as a one-man show. Yeah. 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 There's a lot of one-man shows yeah. in, in, in B-Spec, right. which is pretty cool. I mean... Um, and they can run up front as yeah. as one-man shows. Yeah, they can. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's it, the, the maintenance in between them are pretty low, and um, just overall the cars right. are pretty affordable. What, what are... In, in, in the other classes, what are some of the, like if someone's going to buy a race car uh -huh. now yeah. that want a somewhat competitive race car, what do they pay? What would they pay right now in those other classes? It varies so wildly. Mm -hmm. it, it's it's <clears throat> off the charts variation. Do I you, can't give you a number. Do you think that um, to be more competitive in the other classes, you just got to spend more money? You have to, even if you're good. Yeah, yeah, you you do. Yeah, you do. This is a fairly cost-contained class. Yeah. There's yeah. only so much you can right. do. Right, and, and guys up front, if you look at the top five guys from today, they're not going out on sticker tires. Mm -hmm. They're going out on scuffs that have two or three or more heat cycles. Yeah. Yeah, so they're, you know, managing their tire budget as opposed to some prod guys have to put tires on the front, if it's a front-wheel drive car. Mm -hmm. um, every other day oh my it's 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 a, it's a now if they're winning it it's fine yeah but if they're trying to be at the pointy end and they're having to pay for it all it's a lot of tires yeah yeah so. um so tell me about the instructing you do i do um, in my normal job i do um, two major things i i work for auto manufacturers as a, con a subcontractor and i bring training to dealerships and dealership personnel okay and then when i wasn't doing that not doing that as a contractor i also spent about 15 years as a high threat driving instructor for u.s special forces and u.s military <clears throat> u.s state department now i got into that because i was a racer and somebody said he's a really good teacher and he's got classroom experience and uh, speaking experience and he knows car stuff you should get him in so I spent 15 years doing that. Kind of faded out of that because of the 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 risk of getting hurt. The it's just not worth it for somebody. For for you as a trainer. Yeah, for me as a trainer, we get hurt. We get really. Yeah, we get hurt. Can you tell me about anything that's happened that's uh, just we were, nuts? We were doing oh, well, it's it's all nuts. <laughs> we were doing a training program at VIR. We use VIR. Uh, Daytime and nighttime, and they we used to use pyrotechnics too. They blow up and attack scenarios, but I think right now the people that own condos in the track, yeah, they don't want any more yeah. big booms in the middle of the night. So I get there uh, first time I've ever instructed for this particular uh, State Department group at VIR, and they find out that I have race experience at the track. Okay, well, good. We need you then to be the lead instructor for driving VIR at night in retired police cars, mostly Crown Vicks, with no headlights. <laughs> and the drivers are wearing NODs, night operating devices, uh, night vision goggles. Uh -huh. So, uh, you know, a good Crown Vic is going to go 110 miles an hour down VIR's back straight. Mm -hmm. 
and it's pitch dark. It's it's pitch dark. The the nods will pick up the the wheels and inside of the wheels the brake rotors will look like they're glowing red, like yep. you see on the 24 hours of yeah. Daytona or, or Le Mans. But it's through the night night vision goggles that they look that. Is that all they can see, or can they see other stuff? No, no, they can see other stuff. With these night operating devices, on a snowy day, I used to be able to see mice on the side of, uh, of the track, you know, running out in the field because yeah. they were scared. Of course, it's a little animal brown next to a white background, so it was real easy to tell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, did it, anything happen, or you guys keep it oh, on the track? No, I mean, all everything that can happen <laughs> can happen. I have been upside down with students <laughs> at least 30, 40 times. Oh my at gosh! Least. One day, you know, I, I, I uh, couldn't keep track of it, <laughs> and I got bumped up to uh, a. Uh, a training group that was extremely high-end training group, but I was the newest person they brought along, um, but, but you know, but very experienced. So we're training not U.S. Special Forces, but we're training groups that don't tell us who they yes they are. We don't yeah. know who they're all in civilian clothes, and you know, but we know that we. They come in, they fly in on a, 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 a an all-white, unmarked um, 737, like a <laughs> Southwest Airlines plane, yeah. unload their gear, and then we have them for a week. Um, so on day seven of all of their driver training, yeah. they are then given a mission that they're going to take their group and their principal, their, their high VIP person, yeah. and get them from the base to this location okay and the rest of the instructors are going to attack them and me being the the junior most instructor i'm just driving around all day in a little civilian honda civic or something like that completely benign and all i'm doing is i'm just traffic i'm just traffic and they have to evaluate me whether i'm a real threat or just benign traffic <clears throat> Most of them get it right, and they realize I'm just traffic, and they just pass me. I'm going 35 miles an hour in a Civic. A few of them didn't, you know, thought I was a threat, and they came up, pit me, roll me over. <laughs> oh, so God. I think it was upside down seven times that day. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Did you have a roll cage or anything? No, nope, just a helmet. and a <laughs> Like a three-point seatbelt? Yeah, yeah, just regular old seatbelt. Oh, my yeah. gosh. But that's, you know, that's... Now, luckily, once they, you know, once they pitted me and rolled me off the side of the road, they were they were clear to go. All yeah. all they wanted to do was get me out of their way. Yeah. Now they did get docked for. He wasn't aggressive. He wasn't doing anything, and they got yeah. docked for that. But hell, that's all me and you know that's all me and the other guy did all day was drive around to get. But rolled. there was others who were threats. There were others who were threats, yes. And they were they were need they needed to run them off the road. And they needed to do something to them. Okay. For instance, if if they came upon the road blocked, they would have to call reverse out and reverse the whole motorcade out. Yeah. Because that threat could be two or three cars blocking the road. Yeah. Now, 
one car blocking the road, it's easy to to ram through that. Yeah. Two and three, then it gets a little risky. And when you've got your mission is to get that principal safely. Yeah. <laughs> so, but these are the things you teach them. You teach them how to take a car off the road, or to ram through, yeah. or to coordinate a reverse. Right. right. What are some other or, or maneuvers? Off, it, it could be off road. It yep. could be. Um, we did uh, Humvees at ten thousand feet in. Uh, Colorado Springs or up, up north and up in the mountains. Yeah. Uh, it can be off-road, it can be unimproved dirt gravel roads like rally techniques, but without saying, you know, rally. We want them to be, you know, know how to handle a car if it gets loose in the rear and they're trying to get out of town. We don't want them rolling the cars. Yeah. So we teach them off-road, unimproved road, on-road, which we call hardball up any pavement Okay. concrete surface. Um, we teach them field repairs of the vehicles. We we teach them how to right a vehicle if it's been upside down and how to fix it and get it going. Yeah. Our mantra is that if they can make the car go faster than they can walk, fix the car. Take the car. Yeah. Um, you know, so we do all sorts of things like that. That's, that's it was it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Because they kept thinking we were MacGyver and we you know, joking, we said, no, we're, we're MacGruber, you know, because we're blowing stuff up all the time. <laughs> God. Oh, my gosh. And it, that sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. But, um, but, but physical, and, you know, yeah. seven days of that, and, and you know, you, you get hurt, you're also way far away from everything. Did you, did, I mean, were there any accidents? Were you an instructor or a student? Oh, yeah. And, yeah, uh, we sent students to the hospital. Yeah. Yeah. I should have gone to the hospital several times. Yeah, it, it, it's that's why I'm I'm okay that I'm like unofficially retired. Uh, they'd have to call me up and offer me a lot of money to go back. Yeah, I mean, fifteen years of that. That was yeah. That fun. sounds like, that, that that reminds me of an experience I had. Uh, I when I lived in Dallas. Yeah, and there's a toll road in Dallas. And it's kind of there's there's walls on either side of this one spot, uh-huh. and I'm I'm going towards downtown, and out of nowhere, off the off ramp, four or five uh, suburbans, right? Black, all, black, all, all black, black and all my, blacked out windows. And I could only guess it was uh, uh, George W. Bush or something like that. Right. And I mean they, they almost ran me off the road. Like they were coming over. Whether if, you were, were there or not. That's right. And I yeah. had to put the brakes on, swerve over, right. and they just went right across me. Right. And they were, they were moving through. Right. <clears throat> right. I've seen the presidential motorcade when I was in Iraq when the president was doing an unannounced visit. And because I'm training motorcades, I'm like, that's not one of ours. That's, oh, that's the president. And, you know, we instructors, we knew it right away. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, amazing. Yeah. When, when, you, when you go to train uh, folks at the dealerships, what kind of training are they getting? Mostly the sales staff on new products. Oh. So we bring a brand new car that hasn't been released. We, we train them up on what the manufacturer wants them to know. Mm-hmm. And uh, most of the time... We have it built in where we can, we can take them out and let them drive it, actually experience it. The uh, best way for them to know, to get excited about it, is for them to see it, feel it, touch yeah. it, drive it. Yeah. And what, what um, manufacturers do you do that kind of work for? Uh, Nissan, Infiniti, um, 
Hyundai Kia Genesis, Dodge Chrysler Jeep, Ram in there too, um, some Chevy, Chevy GMC trucks, uh, <clears throat> Ram trucks. Uh, I haven't done a Ford program in, in quite a while. Once in a while, I've done some mini programs. But these aren't related. It's just all these other, all these manufacturers right. are reaching out to you? Yeah, well, they're reaching out to the company, whoever wins the contract. And then the company that wins the contract brings in their either preferred contractors or who's available contractors. Yeah. So. And then those, and, and then, well, how much research do you have to do? Well, they take us to, uh, to training. We'll do three to five days of what they call T3, train the trainer. Okay. So it's a fairly uh, exhaustive training. And at the end of it, you know, they send us the, the training book a week ahead of time. But at the end of training, we have to present either a fraction of it or some part of it to the entire group mm -hmm. and to get critiqued along with the client. Okay. So basically, we have to show proficiency or they're not going <clears> to... <throat> there's going to be one person every now and then that just doesn't get it, yep. doesn't understand the product, really doesn't... They're, they're going to say, hey, let you know, send Bob away. <laughs> it just, you know, it happens. Yeah. If you don't give a good presentation, you know, you're not the person to send out yeah. the dealers. Yeah. Well, with, uh, with that kind of training that you've done, <clears throat> it also reminds me of like stunt driving. Uh -huh. Is it, have you done any of that? Or I have. It, so what what is is that very similar or? Um, I've only done a little bit of it when when they've, you know, when someone calls me up and says, hey, we need so many people to do this and okay um, so many cities um, there was a I think it was Lexus and they wanted to have a gold-looking Lexus in every Neiman Marcus in the country and I, I could get my days wrong it it, it might have been it might have been like 60 of us had to do this in our separate cities like Friday night or, or Saturday morning, way early in the morning, when the they could take the doors off the drive this thing into the different Neiman Marcuses and park it and then put the doors back on the the store. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, like, all right, you're gonna pay me for how many hours? Okay. And then three, four weeks later after the Christmas promotion was over, all right. Everybody's going to drive their own out of their, you know. My, mine was pretty boring and pretty easy to get into. I mean, there was an inch of clearance on each side of the door frames. <laughs> so that was fine. Um, some of the guys had a little more, you know, entertaining stories of getting their car into its place. But that's that's it's part of So when I think of stunt um, driving, I think of blowing up and jumping on ramps and stuff like this but also there's jobs like what you just said yeah. where it's just like we need somebody we trust in a car to do something right. with the car to place the part that, that was more i guess you could say that was more product placement mm -hmm. over stunt driving yeah yeah yeah, yeah okay i'll get right now the the guys who who do stunt driving their their day rates are wonderful and sometimes they'll be working and say, hey, I, I can't work for you anymore because I got a, a good gig for five days. It's paying me 3000 and 4000 5000 a day. 
goodbye. Yeah. You know, go take that job. Yeah. 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 So. <laughs> well, uh, what was the first, what would you first start, like, racing? And what, what was it? Um, I started building a, what was a C-Sedan Austin Mini, uh, the original Mini Cooper with 10-inch wheels. And I started building that. I think I bought it in 1979 or 80, that time frame. And I got it together. It was a race car. So I had to, 1980, the GT classes started, one, two, three, four. Mm -hmm. And I got it ready for GT4 and then ran, I think my first driving schools in 81 and then my first nationals in 82. Got it. I could be off by it. SCCA. Yeah. Yeah. So at that time, SCCA was the only game in town. Oh, okay. It was it. Okay. There was nobody, um, uh, like, of my age, um, Alan Sir Jr., Michael Andretti, ran Formula Fords at the same race as I was running it. You know, because that was the only, you know, one of the only paths to yeah. really go. Um, Peter Cunningham and I went to the same first driver school together, so he's yeah. supposed to be here this weekend. I th I saw him in Elkhart today. I uh, or yesterday. Did so. you? Okay, yeah. I yeah. I know somebody who knows him, and I've been trying to get a chance to chat with him because I know he's got a, a very interesting oh, right. background. And when I you know the, when I first met him, and he came to the driver school, I said, "Well, he's he's good." And he had ice raced and he had soloed. And so he was head and shoulders above anyone else in the driver's school. You know, and he had talent. Yeah. And, and talent and experience. Yeah. So, <clears throat> and hair. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's kind of thinning now. So. <laughs> well, what's, what's been the, probably the most radical, craziest vehicle that, you, that you've driven? It may have not have been a race car. It may have been something else. I don't know. Let me think about that. Uh, well, I don't know. we did water crossings in Humvees, training training soldiers, and we're we're doing off road training. Uh, some of the places we have gotten Humvees, they're like, okay, you know, they trust us, and we'll get them up there. So we're going through a water crossing through, and I'm in the right seat, and water is up to my pants. You know, water is up my legs, and, yeah. you know, so I'm getting wet in the seat. And I just remember, man, there were a bunch of snakes in this, <laughs> in this little canal. But luckily we were making enough noise. Yeah, that, yeah. Uh, But um, uh, this was in northeast Arkansas at a paramilitary base. We told the game ranger, the game warden of that county, that, that area, said, there's an alligator in here that's really big. He said, I don't think so. This is too far north from him. You go look. We saw him a couple days later. He said, yeah, I found him, and yeah, he's big. Yeah. So we've, there have been several times when, when we do water crossings, we, we scare the alligators away. <laughs> and and they're, luckily, they, they scare easily. Yeah. You know, you th you throw a, a rock and tree branches and swat the water, and they they scatter. Yeah. Because <laughs> most of the time they're just sunning, and you just want to get the 
get the hell out of here. Yeah, you know? I'm trying to cross here. Yeah. yeah. Um, what's been the most fun for you to, to race? Oh, I don't have fun in racing. Oh, okay, okay. Fun, fun is not part of the equation. Got it. If uh, the shower was fun, a good meal would be fun. You know, listening <laughs> to the music would be fun. This is a very, this is the most challenging thing I've ever done. So I have a task, and now after today, I know what I didn't do right, and what I did do right, and then you know I have to do better. Well, <laughs> when you say it's not fun, I may that maybe that's not the goal, but do you have fun? No. No, no, you don't. No, no, don't there's in... no fun in it. Really? This is more fun than because it. it I mean, fun is an emotion thing, and in the car, you it's just supposed to be logical, mm -hmm. and it's just a task. I mean, I started the the race here. Started eleventh. At the start, I, I before we lined up, I was already pushing on the ninth yeah. place car. Yeah, and he waved me off. Oh. And uh, so, so I respected him, and I yeah. I came off him. Well, then we got the green flag, and I got passed. Yeah. But so I think I went from 11th to 13th or 14th. And I was like, ah, shit. Uh, but you you deal with what you got. Yeah, I said, yeah. all right, my job now is one at a time yeah. to get cars. And I think I finished. I think I, I finished ninth. Okay. So from 13th or 14th, yeah. from 11th to 14th, back up to, to 9th. Um, and some of that was using traffic that was lapping us. Yeah. And some of it was just getting better with the car. So, so you've probably been to a lot of tracks. Yes. Yeah. Um, any favorites? The new Ozarks International is phenomenal. It's mind-blowing. 3.9, almost four miles, but you don't have any straightaways. You are busy, busy, busy. Yeah. It is, you gotta, people gotta put it on the bucket list. Well, it's on my list. I'm gonna be going in four weeks when the SCSCA is going there. Oh, okay, all right, I'll be there. You will? Yeah. Good, yeah. and a B-spec. Sure. Okay. Sure, um, it's near my house, you know, it's it's in Missouri. Yeah, um, where, I don't know, where are you from? St. Louis. Okay. St. Louis. Um, I, before we did our first majors there, I had already run two um, enduros there, mm -hmm. and and flagged another event there just to yeah just to see what it was like. So uh, I wanted to make sure, and so I've got the GT Light qualifying and lap record by a, a mile, and then since then I did um, two eight-hour enduros this year too. So it's I'm really like I, VSCDA has me as their instructor for their vintage fall event. Okay. And I did that last year, and I'm going to do it again. Oh, I'm looking forward to checking out the the track. Are you going to be spec it? I'm 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 not racing this. You're not year. racing just, this just year just for so money reasons. You're, so. you're just you're basically just going to spectate. I'm going to spectate, cover, interview. Okay. My goal is to learn more about the track, maybe help promote it. Um, yeah. Um, and then interview folks and share their stories. Right. Well, you'll you'll be lucky because they're they're very liberal about drive arounds before or after or at lunchtime. Oh, so you'll be able to get in a car with somebody and do a track drive. Okay, that'd be great. Yeah, yeah, I definitely want to get on the track. It, it is <clears throat> the the videos don't do it justice. The up and downs are 
incredible. And uh, yeah. And, and anybody who first saw it and, and was like, I'm never going there, it's most unsafe place, complete hogwash. Yeah. Uh, any tracks that, that you really prefer not to go back to? No, I want, I mean, it, it just, if we raced in Kmart's parking lot, that's where we're going to race. Yeah. You know, if turn four at Kmart was, well, we, you know, you do what you can there. <laughs> so, um, no, there's no, no place that I wouldn't go back to. I found some, some pretty cool places. Grattan in Michigan is really cool. Uh, Barber Motorsports. I've heard Birmingham. really good things about that. Yes, that's a cool uh, I've run twice there, and right before we were going to run our race, like a beautiful day like today, they got on the radio and said, there's a storm coming, take down all your awnings, lock everything up. And I'm like, I have no idea how to rain line at Barber. One of my buddies who's a Porsche racing instructor there at that Porsche school, I was like, you got 30 seconds. Tell me what to do in, in 30 seconds, instructor to instructor, driver to driver. Yeah. It's all you needed. River here, river here, river here, go straight. Don't touch this curb, this curb, this curb. <laughs> yeah, it's great advice. You know, yeah. it just really helped me because uh, um, I think I won that. Oh, that nice. Yeah, and it was like that wasn't going to happen in the dry. So, Have you won some championships? I won... Um, GT Light in 2008, mm -hmm. uh, national championship, and then I've been um, up and I've you know, third qualifier more times than I can remember, and fourth and fifths and sixth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, so so fourth would be like third loser. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so next year um, or the next two years because yeah. of the. The runoffs are going to be here. Yeah. Or is that going to be the end of the other class for you? I don't know. Okay. Uh, still to be decided. I have uh, my heart and soul is in GT Light, and um, if I could snap my fingers today and not worry about money, mm -hmm. my car would have a 1.8 yeah. multi-valve Nissan engine in it. Because mm -hmm. my car is the best chassis in the country, and in some of the GT and prod classes, if you have the best car, I don't care how good David Dordery is, you know, and you put him in a second class car, he's not going to be able to, you know, catch you. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, my car is really good. <laughs> but I can't snap my fingers and yeah. make it a 1 8 uh, multi valve engine. And so it just depends. It, it, I'm going to have to see. I've got five race cars now, and I've uh, four of them are GT lights, and three of those GT lights can also run vintage anytime. Yeah. So, <clears throat> a couple of them have, have some vintage history, or some you know some history. So they're mm -hmm. um, one of them they think could get accepted to uh, the Monterey Historics, uh, but you know again, I just kind of dabble in vintage races every once in a while. Yeah. A little boring because you know they're short races and. Uh, you know, I, uh, that was easy. So when you um, you mentioned earlier that you have a goal, you yeah. have a purpose to. Yeah. When you're, is it is it just to get better? Is it is it to win? Like what what's going through your head in terms of that 
yeah. racing since it's uh, not really a, a, a fun thing, well, but it's it a purposeful thing. Right. So my my goal here, I'm fairly smooth driver, but fairly smooth versus super smooth on these cars. Um, I haven't yet mastered how much my inside tires that are lifted up, how much curbing I can use on the inside. Mm -hmm. I haven't mastered that yet with this B-Spec car. My GT Lite car is really delicate and I don't use any curbing. So that's a, a, a big deal. Yeah. Um, I saw some B-Spec cars with their inside tires, not on, not on the curb, but inside on the dirt of the curb so that they were traversing the curb. Yeah. Um, yeah. I talked to a couple of people and they, they, they thought the driving was atrocious during that race, actually. Yeah. So I, I didn't, I moved around and tried to get as much vantage point as I could, but I, I, I didn't, I just wasn't at a spot right. where I could see any kind of contact or right. spinning. And, or and really, you need to be at, you need to be at the control where you've got all the television yeah. cameras to do that kind of job. Yeah. Um, it is kind of cool when, when I've been here for runoffs to see SCCA's office where they've got all the cameras. So I interviewed um, Brendan, who works for a company um, that has been hired by the SCCA to do that work with um, all the cameras and everything. And then right. um, I know Brian and Greg, the, yeah. the announcers, and, and uh, it's super interesting. I, I, I interviewed him a couple right. of days ago, and it was... I. You know, I found out how they work, and and uh, even you know Brian is working remotely. Yeah. But he has access to the same right. screen. Right. And and so, so he can do it. It's yeah. Yeah. Because travel costs. Yes. That's the big cost. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. Oh, cool. Well, um, last thing I would ask is um, if if you what advice would you give to somebody who who's thought about motorsports but they wasn't quite sure and they don't even know if they're going to like it or not how would you suggest that they kind of try it out somehow well put that way i mean renting a car and trying it with a frank schwartz or a chris taylor mm -hmm. or, or one of those groups that has cars is the easy button yeah that way you, you try it with low risk um B-Spec is one of those easy-to-try cars. Uh, the costs are way down. Um, you know, that's where I'd send a beginner. If, if they have their own car, their own non-race car, yeah. then a high-performance PDE driving experience might be everything that everybody wants. Yeah. But if they really decide they want wheel-to-wheel, -wheel, mm -hmm. then rent a car. Yeah. yeah. Thank you so much. No problem. No it's a problem. pleasure meeting you. I want to thank you for listening to Driven to Compete. It's been a pleasure sharing this episode, and I hope we've provided some inspiration and entertainment along the way. If you like the content, please share and like. But I have one ask for everyone listening. I would appreciate more than anything to add you to my weekly newsletter. Simply visit my website, driventocompete.com, and you'll see a form to get on my newsletter where I share exclusive content and giveaway swag. 